mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow! Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, do you know where I am right now? Oh, um, I mean, according to your background, um, it just looks like you're in your house. With Whenever we record from uh, Chris's house uh, via his computer and the microphone and internet system um we always um find ourselves uh, in front of a shelving unit with a lot of very expensive camera lenses and drawn equipment and stuff Indeed. um so i presume you're just there <laughs> i do, i've spent so many so much money on those fucking camera lenses <laughs> people have to have a hobby i didn't have a hobby mine was camera lenses but to the untrained face it mm. looks like my old studio but i am in fact in a new office studio Whoa. in a brand new apartment in Tokyo, the world's biggest city. I've done it. I finally moved here after 11 years of people going, oh, you live in Japan. You must be in, uh, is it Tokyo? And me going, no, I'm in Sendai. And them going, oh, what's, what's Sendai? I don't know what that is. Now I can finally go, yes, Tokyo, Tokyo, that's where I am. Yes. And that, the conversation can finish and it can be over <laughs> a lot quicker. But I'm finally in Tokyo. It's done. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. Did uh, did anything break, smash, uh, set on fire during the move? Because obviously, um, <laughs> if you've ever watched any uh, video about moving house in Japan, the first thing people tell you about is those kind of very um, uh, hardworking, very careful, uh, very crafty um, house movers mm. who wrap all your stuff in in really lovely bits of cardboard and 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 move for you effectively. Did you did you um, use one of those companies to to move? Yeah, we did. Last time we moved, uh, when the move happened to Sendai, last time I used them and um, Sharla, like got a sponsorship from them, right? Ah, and it meant that it it was all done for free, which is mm. amazing. And they they went the extra mile and made a real special effort. They like brought in like twice as many people as they normally would and like mm. i didn't i don't know if this service exists outside of japan or in the uk but I, I don't even know what the name of the company is but all the boxes have one two three written on them so maybe it's something one two three, one, two, three. but <laughs> they come in with a team of people and they take photos of every room and then you sort of say oh, i want my bookshelf in my new apartment i want it in that room and i want it in this way mm. and i want the computer like that and so it's trippy like you go from one apartment to the next and you basically just walk into your new apartment and it's all done, all ready to go without you needing to unbox anything. That's amazing. And the first time we did it, 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 is, it is like really trippy. Uh, like I remember going in, my bookshelf was all set up. All the books are in the exact same place, all mm. the DVDs and everything. 
everything is where it was when it was like <laughs> before it was stuffed in a box and shipped 100 kilometers across the country and uh they're so meticulous but the first time they had like a, an army because mm. it was being filmed they like sent everyone <laughs> and uh, and they were like went the extra and this time the unboxing team were a little bit like yeah, we'll just stick that there. Was it just right? Sort yeah, of tossed okay. it. And, they, and they didn't. They didn't realphabetize your uh, DVD collection or Blu-ray collection. Fuming, absolutely. No, fuming. they're they're a little bit sloppy. They had these like just girls turn up. They look like schoolgirls. These three right. girls who looked like they were seventeen or eighteen, mm. and they were like, "See my sin? Where's the kitchen stuff go?" And I was like, oh, "Put it over there." And they were like, "Oh, okay." But the first time it was it was just amazing. This time was a little bit a little bit less good. But they did move it all for us. And it's magic. And I, when you've got like two cats, you you really need that because it's fucking Mm. stressful. I hate moving so much. It's like my least favorite thing. And uh, when you've got two cats that are maniacs, particularly one of them, he likes to tear and smash things up. Mm. It's just, it's just not fun. But we're done. The move's done in Tokyo now. Just trying to get acquainted with the area I live in. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I can actually see my friends and meet people yeah the first time ever which that's cool so what what, what are decade, you kind right? of what what um are the facilities and uh access to uh fami chicky um the same as where you were in sendai is, is everything kind of pretty much the same as, as as what you left like kind of you can go out and have a um udon box uh, you know 24 7 to here just as you could in sendai <clears throat> Well, before, because Sendai is like a, just a decent-sized city, but it's all central. Like You could get to things a lot quicker, whereas Tokyo, mm. it's all a bit more spread out, right? So if you want to go to a good cinema, you'd go to Rapongi. If you want to go out for a drink, it's Shibuya. Right. If you want to spend loads of money at a really silly, overpriced restaurant, you go to Ebisu. So <laughs> it's not quite as convenient. Like, Sendai was amazing. Like, I could go to the market or the cinema mm. within, like, 15 minutes. Now I've got to, like, put some effort in. <laughs> but it's just nice being near friends. Like, I... I haven't had that for years. Like, I had, like, no friends. Maybe two friends in Sendai, right? No friends, Chris. No friends. No friends, Chris. I think I did that deliberately. Um, I'm not really sure why I did that. Maybe it's because I'm on the road so much that when I was in Sendai, it was kind of like like my holiday time or work time where I could just unwind or whatever. But, yeah, now everyone's around. I'm going to be drinking a lot more, eating a lot more, and it's all going to go downhill very fast. (laughs) But... Yeah, Tokyo is cool though. Tokyo is cool. Although I'm a bit worried there are noticeably more spiders because Tohoku, there isn't that many because it's a lot cooler. And Tokyo, right. it's, uh, it's a bit more bearable. Like, I didn't know what those really big spiders called that you get in Australia. Oh, I don't know. The really big ones in the house. Is it like the um, snow crab, but spiders? <laughs> snow spiders. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my God, I talked about it all day yesterday and I forgot what they're called. Fuck! I have to look it up before I lose my mind. But, but you, but you I, uh, have basically been beset by um, real spider issues uh, this week. Once you got to, uh, once you got to your new home. Well, there, there's lots of little jumping spiders everywhere, which I don't mind because mm. you just unleash the cat on those. The cats take care <laughs> of the little spiders. But what I didn't know is that in Tokyo you can get huntsman spiders. Did you right. know that? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know what a huntsman spider is. My dad used Look to work at huntsman dioxide uh, in the northeast of England. That, that's my only. That's my only Not connection to anything with the word huntsman in it. <laughs> well, look it up now because this kind of spider doesn't exist in 
the UK, so far as I know. Right. But it's like bigger than your hand. Oh yeah. And okay. uh, a friend of mine had one in his apartment. Oh. Not too far. Like like in Tokyo, right? <laughs> and uh, fuck that. They're yeah. massive. That and is a if big. If I see that, I'm that is, cry. And, and and apparently they do invade on mass, so to speak. They do. Brilliant. Oh my goodness, you can have a green huntsman spider. That's adorable. Yeah. Little bright green. It's not adorable. Big old. Oh, lovely. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And I don't even think the cats could take it on. I think the spider would kill the cats. Mm. So I I was like, yeah, we've got cats. It's worth it. Even though they keep me up all night and they're bloody <laughs> annoying. At least they can kill the spiders. But now, if a huntsman turns up, <laughs> it's one nil spiders. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. But anyway, it's an irrational fear to have, perhaps. But an otherwise very smooth move to take you. Yeah. Um, Maybe you should have put all of, your, all of your stuff on the backs of the spiders and they could have walked it. Instead of using that that, <laughs> that moving firm. Oy, oy, oy. Oh, God. But it's cool. So when you come down to Japan next time, you can sleep. Check out. Sleep, you know, a, sleep underneath the spiders. Room. A blanket sleep of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's cool. It's it's. I don't really know how to feel. It feels a little bit like a holiday. And you know when you just move and it feels a bit surreal at first? Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is good, but it's time to go home now. I'll go back to my house, And I house, keep thinking, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got to get on the bullet train and head off two hours north to Sendai. But no, this is it. What's so, what's like the one thing, what's the best thing about your new home compared to your, your last one? Apart from the location, there has to be something facilities-wise that you wanted in a new flat that you didn't have in your last one. Um, A usable kitchen. The kitchen's <laughs> wow. actually got like a bit of space, like a meter of space you could put things on and cook mm. and prepare. Which Ooh. is something I've just not had in Japan, right? Remember, like, you probably take this for granted with your nice swanky British kitchen where we mm. have, like, some bountiful preparation space. But, like, here in Japan, like, uh, if you look at any apartment I've ever lived in, there's just never been a bit of space in the kitchen where you can, like, put things on the counter. It just doesn't yeah. exist. So that's one thing. It's a lot bigger as well. It's a decent, it's bigger than the Sendai one. Right, um, because I was fed up of living in a fucking shoebox for the last ten years, mm. and uh, so it's nice because obviously Charlotte and I could split the cost and whatnot. But yeah, bigger kitchen space. Got a, just ordered a nice big television, which is good. Haven't had a big TV in ages. Oh. It's weird. Like it feels like I finally live in somewhere more befitting of a thirty-three-year-old because I've lived in a shoebox for the last <laughs> like ten years. And I don't mind that. Like in Japan, I was talking to Charlotte about this. Like, in many ways, you don't. You kind of get used to the small space, and like, it's kind of cozy and cool. Mm. But there comes a point where, if you're in your apartment for extended periods of time, you do want like a little bit of room to move around, especially if you've got some cats. So, yeah, yeah it's exciting. Space, kitchen, and TVs. I don't know. I'm just happy <laughs> and last. exhausted because you've just so, had a, a week long yeah, house fun. move. <laughs> Yeah, it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. But anyway, exciting times ahead. We can finally do more videos in Tokyo. Let's turn to the story of the week. It's Steve Blackman. He says, Dear charismatic Chris and personable Pete, greeting some sunny Cyprus. After two and a half weeks of staying in expensive business hotels, I decided to splash out for the last few days of my holiday and book myself into a very posh and very expensive Ryokan, an onsen, in the wonderful town of Kinosaki, two and a half hours uh, from Kyoto. I must admit, I was nervous about getting naked in front of a group of strangers for the first time, perhaps inadvertently breaching some arcane rule that I was not aware of. As I entered the changing room, I picked up a wicker basket to store my clothes in and proceeded 
to strip off. I'd just got completely naked when, to my astonishment, a very elderly and distinguished-looking Japanese lady entered the changing room and started to disrobe. Oh, my God. <laughs> she must have had very poor eyesight, as I'm not easy to miss being six foot five. Uh, I was shocked and stunned and didn't know what to do, terrified that I had made a dreadful mistake and was going to be branded as some kind of sex pest, booted out the hotel and arrested for indecent, indecent exposure. After possibly the longest 15 seconds of my life, the lady glanced in my direction, screamed, dropped her basket, gathered her clothes and exited the changing room at a speed I would not thought possible for a woman of her age. Convinced I'd made a terrible mistake, I hurriedly started to get dressed before the inevitable arrival of some very angry traditional inn staff uh, and fellow guests. Instead, two Japanese gentlemen entered the changing room and started to undress. I realised that it was the Japanese lady who had made the mistake, ah. not me. Ah, ha, ha. One nil foreigners. Uh, after my room attendant informed me that the manager of the real car would like to have a quiet word with me. Oh, God, I thought, thinking <laughs> that maybe I was in trouble after all. I went to the manager's office where she informed me that she had a letter of apology written in Japanese from the poor lady who I'd encountered earlier in the changing room. I told her it wasn't a problem, that we all make mistakes and that I would like to meet the lady concerned to explain that an apology wasn't necessary. It was then that the manager informed me that the woman I'd been so inconsolable had checked out of the Orilkan a day early and rushed off home. Regards to you all, Steve Blackman, scaring the elderly of Japan. Well, there you go. I mean, I've, I think I've gone in the wrong changing room once and it is like a worst case scenario. I basically put my head in, realised I'd fucked up and dashed out the door, but like yeah. that. Put your head in, awkward. But at least your lips left. <laughs> it's I'd... like... Well, I didn't know, right, that some onset, like, with the, you have, like, the the nor end, like, the curtain, right, that's red or blue, mm. and uh, I think red is guys, blue's women. I always get it wrong. Right. So, I mean, blue, blue is is generally men, and uh, uh, red yeah. or pink is, is generally uh, women, uh, as it goes. But uh, I, I like that the woman just panicked and checked out of the entire Ryokan. What a, what a, I mean, what had she, what had she seen, Steve? Steve? Come on, let us know. What, what what had she seen that had scared her so much she checked out of her entire hotel, oh changing her plans by 24 hours? What what have you got? What have you, What's going on there, mate? <laughs> well, I uh, Pete was right. Even though I've lived here forever, I didn't know. I got it wrong. It's red curtains mm. are for women, blue curtains for men. Yeah, right. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that but obviously mistake. they've got a character on. They've got a big character for men and women, so <laughs> that's the one time it's worth learning the characters in kanji, really. Yeah. Um, but well done. Well done, Stephen. I don't know why I'm congratulating you. I haven't done anything that good. <laughs> but I, I'm just relieved for the first time that uh, it was one of our listeners didn't put a foot wrong. Yes. Or throw their clothes off in the wrong place. It was the old lady's um, fault. Got Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> An old woman who couldn't see made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, we've got a story this week about... A very bizarre robbery, and Pete Donaldson is going to fill us in. I, am. I don't even know what it's about. It's very bizarre. What is it, Pete? Well, are you familiar, Chris, with the very idea of a sea cucumber? No, it just sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's the sort of animal you hear about quite a lot because they've got an amusing name and amusing um, appearance. But fundamentally, I mean, does anybody know what they're really about? I think they're in relation to um, starfish. And stuff like that. And they just bob around, eating grit, pooping out 
great just existing. They're just guys who just live in the ocean and they uh, are delicious, turns out. What do they get them for? Hmm? Oh, they're food. They're, yeah, they're well, edible, I mean, everything's food. I mean, it shouldn't be, really, fundamentally, <laughs> on a <laughs> on a humanitarian <laughs> level, or, or non-humanitarian yeah. level, rather. But police in Japan have arrested several people for allegedly poaching a huge haul of sea cucumbers, an unsightly but expensive delicacy that has attracted the attention of the country's crime syndicates. Five men were arrested recently for stealing more than 600 kilograms of the marine creatures uh, in seas off of Fukuoka uh, in what local media are calling one of the largest sea cucumber poaching incidents since the uh, <sighs> e- echinoderms, um, which sounds like a, a, a it sounds like a, a, a derm that would live around a train station, um, achieved coveted status among criminals several years ago. They're really not hard to catch. They fetch high prices overseas. Um, people in uh, Hong Kong and China love them. Uh, they're called black diamonds on the uh, on, on the black market. And um, basically, Japan recently um, tightened laws on stealing these little fellas out of the sea. Um, and they uh, you could face up to three years in prison or a maximum fine of one hundred eighty one thousand uh, pounds. Uh, but these penalties have not stopped criminals, fishermen, yakuza gangs seeking that delicious black. Gold, black diamond, sea cucumber. <laughs> black diamond. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> these two suspects allegedly used um, diving apparatus to secure 364 kilograms of sea cucumbers in uh, January. Um, yeah, just sort of, like, jumped in the sea, got their sea cucumbers and hightailed it out of there. But in Japan... Sea cucumbers are eaten, but they're eaten as like a pickled side dish. But poached uh, creatures often end up in China where they're used in medicines and stuff. And um, because of rising uh, living standards on mainland China, uh, demand has been fueled. And um, some of the best, see, you know, uh, the Japanese are like, they, they make the oh. best fruit, the best meat. Uh, and so the best, uh, most coveted uh, sea cucumbers come from uh, come from Japan. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's basically it's just a lot of poaching happening happening uh, on the black market by the Yakuza members and, and proper fishermen who are allowed to, who have licences to, uh, to to purchase um, sea cucumbers or, or take them out of the sea rather, to sell uh, the sea cucumbers. Um, they're, they're in a situation where the um, th- there's just not enough sea cucumbers in the sea because the Yakuza have stolen all the sea cucumbers, which is a hell of a name for a film, I think. The Yakuza have stolen all the sea cucumbers. <laughs> It's not exactly Christopher Nolan or Michael Mann, is it? No, it's this not. This heist of sea cucumbers. Michael We've got to get into the sea. Just diving down into the sea to get these really <laughs> unpleasant looking But I, ju- I just like that how like a lot of like, Yakuza action, like we talk, it's not like drug dealing. It's not the usual stuff well, where, you know, they, they do just piss about and do like lottery scams <laughs> and, and sea cucumbers. They're just always looking for an angle and I really like that about them. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> he loves his organised crime as Pete Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> to win favour with Pete, you've mm. got to commit an inordinately weird crime. But like, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? You just don't think about. And I, I would never have thought this was a thing. Just, mm. I, I kind of want to watch this play out. Just this idea of like yakuza divers just going into the sea at night and fishing them out. What the bloody hell? But like, what a fine one hundred eighty thousand pounds. For stealing some sea cucumbers, like this is really serious stuff. Yeah, but like That's they didn't really just steal a couple of sea cucumbers; they stole so much sea cucumbers, so All many the sea cucumbers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I 
to this day, I don't think I've ever eaten a sea cucumber, and I don't intend to. Mm. But I, there you go. I don't, <laughs> I don't, what do you even add to that? Bloody sea cucumbers. We'll be back in just a moment, guys. Well, <laughs> Your stories, comments, and questions. <laughs> he wants a sea cucumber. I know. Yeah, I know what I want. Uh, I'm going to go and seek one out today in the markets of Tokyo. We'll be back in just a moment, guys. Your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We've got a message from Sonny. Hey there, Sonny. Uh, Aloha, Iced, Kohi, Chris, and Pocky Pete. Uh, is 53 too old to be an alt, ALT, uh, in your travels? I was wondering if you ever saw any older alts in Japan. Uh, Sonny, that's mm. something, uh, as a man advancing years myself, uh, I think about. You know, like if it all goes to shit here, maybe I could just become an alt. And, and I'd be, I think I'd being a part of my life where I'd be less likely to go out and get pissed and let everyone down. So I think that I think I'd make a great alt, to be quite frank. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Professor Donaldson. I, I, I you do you do meet like folks in their forties that come over and teach not on the jet programme, I think they've right. cut off point at like thirty five on jet. Mm. Um they like it when younger folks come because it's they they think like Japanese students can relate to, you know, younger people. So I think that's why they do that. But like, yeah, there's loads of other schools and language places around Japan where you can get a job. Um, I worked at like a Ikaiwa conversation class for every Monday night. I volunteered and they were all like over 40, 50, 60. And I think mm. any age would have been fine. So yeah, it does exist, but just not on the JET program. So it probably won't get paid as much. But you should do it. You should come over for a term, Pete, and uh, yeah. teach the masses. <laughs> teach the masses the Hartley Pool 
Axon. <laughs> the Hartlepool Yap. Yeah. <laughs> YI Man and all the other. <laughs> also, Sonny referred to me as Ice Coffee Chris. Yeah. I do have an iced coffee in my hand. Uh. I recently discovered the technique to make cold brew coffee. Or rather, Charlotte did and did it for me. <laughs> You've mm. got like, but it's in it. Delicious. You never sort of see iced coffee in a cup. You're like, your cup is, it's just a cup rather than an, uh, a, a glass. You, if you're going to have iced coffee, coffee yeah. you need it in a, in a glass, not a cup. I'm you not do. having this. You do. I know. You do. And I've got it in a, in a cup. It's not quite yeah. as good, is it? No. It does taste no. great, though. Good job with the ice. Cold brew coffee, mm. future. All these YouTubers, right, they sell out and make their own bloody coffee brand. All this crap. <laughs> But none of them, none of them I've seen have made cold brew coffee. Mm. And I think they should. Probably doesn't make much sense, though, because you have to make it yourself in a fridge. And it's just easier to sell coffee beans in a bag, isn't it? So that's probably <laughs> yes, why. It is, yeah. I'll get on it. Need to find ways to grow the merch store. We've got one from Alvin from Perth, Western Australia. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. In March 2023, my friends and I rented a car from our trip from Fukuoka to Beppu. When we were driving on the expressway, the speed limit on the posted signs was displayed as 70 kilometres per hour, but almost every car was doing 110 kilometres uh, and overtook us. My question is, what are the damn rules when it comes to expressways in Japan? Are they like autobahns or just a free-for-all? Uh, cheers, Alvin from Perth. It's really frustrating. The truth is, the speed limit is variable. I think the top speed limit in Japan is like 120 kilometres per hour. Mm. Don't quote me on that, because it might not be. But like, yeah, they they tend to, you can drive like 110, whatever, but there's signs just at 70 kilometers per hour, just sort of saying, like, go slower, just because there's lots of cars on the highway. Hmm. So that's the boring answer, to be honest. Um, I just copy what, other, what else, I just copy what the other cars are doing, to be honest. Yeah. Whatever anyone else is doing. That's the secret <laughs> that's the secret sure. don't drive too fast within that, reason within reason like I mean yeah you uh, you, I mean I, I'm I'm not sure we should be giving this sort of level of advice lest you uh, and the stack organisation get hit with massive amounts of writs um, that everyone's got speeding tickets on our on our back and, and and I would say that Chris that I've been in a car when you have been caught speeding and you're like peer dirty old fine it was your, you, were like, you were like, go faster, go faster. And I was like, no, Pete, <laughs> think of the speed limit. Yeah. And so it's peaceful. So did... apparently the statutory speed limit is 100 kilometers per hour. Right. Uh, uh, but the highest speed limit is 120 kilometers on some sections of the Tohoku Expressway. Yeah. So there you go, it's 100 kilometers. But you can go up to 120 on some sections. And some people go faster than that. In the same way that the speed limit in the UK is 70 miles per hour, but most people drive 80 on yeah. the highway. What's, like what's you, 120 kilometres and miles per hour? That is... Uh, it's not 74. Oh, it's not It's not too bad. Yeah, it's only just over our one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, though, like, yeah, because the statutory speed limit is 100 kilometres per hour, mm. which is 62 miles per hour, you do often feel like you're going pretty slow most of the time. Um, compared yeah. to the UK, where it's like 70, 70 miles 70 per hour. Yeah. So it's a bit rubbish. But um, mm. yeah, please don't treat the highways like an autobahn. That won't end well at mm. all. Uh, we've got one here from uh, Grant. Grant from Texas. Hello, Chris and Pete. Grant from Texas. My question is, was there ever a time after starting to learn Japanese that you had an aha moment and realised that you were really grasping the language? Uh, all the best, guys. Grant from Texas. I uh, think my aha moment was after a year when I met Natsuki and I was sitting in a yakitori chicken restaurant and 
I, I realize like it's one of those things where like you don't realize you're doing it at first and mm. you're just sitting there speaking away I feel like riding a bicycle without training wheels like you're, you're off on your way and then you look down and you're like holy shit the training wheels are off it was a bit like that I was talking to Natsuki who I'd only known a few days and uh, yeah I, I remember just speaking Japanese for like a few hours and then I, on the way home I was just like wait a minute I just communicated in a different language for the first time properly for an extended period of time <laughs> because the other guy chose to not speak English. So yeah, no, it took about a year to get to that point, to be honest. What about you, Pete? How long did it take you? When was your aha moment? Yeah, I've never had an aha moment. I mainly <laughs> just stumble around. Nobody knows what I'm saying. My heavy accent doesn't really work when I speak in English anyway. It's just a lot of ego. Please, thank you. I have no <laughs> idea what's being said. <laughs> oh. Did you speak any other languages other than English? No, and never yes. had a go any of them. Really? Absolute shite. It is pretty thrilling. I went to the post office today and I sent some things and I spoke in Japanese. Oh. It was thrilling. After 11 years, and it's really awkward because they're like, oh, Nihon Nagain desu ka? Like, have you lived in Japan a long time? And I'm like, oh, 10 years. <laughs> and so if I don't speak Japanese like very well after I've said that, I mm. feel like a dickhead. Yeah. And it's kind of, when I met Ken Watanabe, he asked me how long I'd lived in Japanese, in, in, in Japan. And, uh, by that point, it had been like 10 years or so. It had been nine years. Mm. And I lied. And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, four or five years just to set the bar low. <laughs> but then my friend was like, no, nine years. And I was like, you bastard. And then it was really awkward. I went to dinner with Ken and his crew and his friends. And Ken some and guy came over and was like, oh, Nihon Nagai, have you been in Japan a long time? And I was like, oh, four or five years. And fucking Ken Watanabe from across the room went, He's been here nine years. And I was like, you bastard, setting me up, leaking my secrets. And I had to like put the effort in. Um, it was really, it's, it's sad really. When I first lived here for like three, four years, those early years, because my Japanese, it went from zero to like, all right, in quite a short space of time. I'd be like, oh, I've been here two, three years. And they were like, wow, your accent, or you, you know the words, you're great, well mm. done. But then as my Japanese got worse and I progressed in my time in Japan it became quite the opposite and now it's just a constant source of embarrassment and one that I would do well to rectify for actually <laughs> spending a fucking month or two studying it again but, but I mean presumably um, I mean I've walked into a bar or somewhere and got several <laughs> Nihonga Jozus uh, very very easily indeed and that that gets said uh, whether yeah, you've, like... you you use the word biru or not, and sometimes even if you don't even yeah. speak any any Japanese, they just say it anyway. Yeah, you could literally walk into a bar and be like Konnichiwa, Pete Donaldson <laughs> desu, and they'd be like, eh, Uncle Joseph. Like, they would just be nice, right? Yeah. But when you're actually good, they either don't say anything or they like if they hear someone like Dogen. You know Dogen? Yes. He's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. pitch accent. Uh, great YouTube channel if you want to learn Japanese, Dogen. Um, yeah, if if Jack, my I remember when I showed it to Natsuki, I showed it when I showed. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! See, Kikum, when I <laughs> when I uh, uh, where am I going with this? When I showed like Natsuki a Dogen video, he like nearly fell out of his chair because it was just like, wow, amazing! It can't be done. Pitch accent that good. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Learn some Japanese. But I do. I do want to spend some time some point this year 
sitting in a room studying it because it's mm. all buried in my head somewhere all the words all the grammar all the vocabulary yeah and i just need to fish it out and remind myself about it all weird to think i know like five thousand words or it might even be ten thousand words but it's just buried away there like mm. the back of an old shed that i need to open the door <laughs> crack the door open and get it all out we're we'll back uh, later in the week, guys. For now, send your stories, comments, and questions to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Have yourself a great few days. Later this week, the trailer for Journey Across Japan, Frozen Frontier, finally drops. We'll have more on that in the next episode, but have a great few days, guys. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. I'm off to uh, sort out the new apartment and unbox lots of stuff. I'll see you later. <laughs>